Good morning. This is Monday, June 2nd, 2014, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page today. Trade yields rare view into the Taliban. Obama to take action to slash coal pollution. And mentally, soldier has a long path back to Idaho. In today's national stories, before brief deadly spree, trouble since the age of eight. Six climbers are feared dead on a mountain in Vancouver, and seven people are killed in a fiery plane crash. In today's business headlines, for Icon, trading inquiry could taint legacy. Apple aims to monitor users' health and homes, and malficient casts spell at box office, burying ways to die in the West. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Paul Krugman. Now, from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is written from Kabul, Afghanistan. Trade yields rare view into the Taliban. Reported by Matthew Rosenberg and Carlotta Gull. The freeing of five senior Taliban figures in exchange for the American soldier, Sergeant Bo Bergdahl, has offered both a rare insight into the insurgent group's inner workings and a diplomatic first in the Afghan war. A negotiated agreement between the highest levels of the American government and the pinnacle of the Taliban command. For the Taliban, the delivery of five of its most prominent figures to freedom in Qatar was the culmination of years of effort to secure the men's release and to receive legitimacy on an international stage. And it seemingly answered questions about whether the group's reclusive leader, Mullah Mohammed Omar, was still in charge of its disparate factions, a senior American official said, speaking on the condition of anonymity. For the Obama administration, the exchange was an important achievement. The prospect of Bergdahl's return to his family in Idaho after nearly five years of a hostage of the Taliban struck a humanitarian and emotional note for an administration trying to wind down the war. But the exchange also set up a new conflict between President Obama and Republican lawmakers who argued that the administration should not have set the prisoners free from Guantanamo Bay without congressional approval and that the released men would strengthen the group even as American troops were withdrawing from Afghanistan. The five were all high-level Taliban members in their mid to late 40s with prominent political or military careers dating back before the American invasion. Counterterrorism experts described the men as effectively graybeards and unlikely to go back to active fighting. The most important figure is Kirula Saeed Wala Karakwa, 47, a founding member of the Taliban and a confidant of Mullah Omar. He was the governor of Herat province in western Afghanistan when the Taliban ruled and is viewed by many officials in the Afghan government as a reasonable figure and possible interlocutor for talks. Mullah Mohammed Fazl, also known as Mullah Fazl Mazloom, was the deputy defense minister and commander of all Taliban troops in northern Afghanistan at the time of the September 11, 2001 attacks. He's accused by human rights organizations and his opponents of presiding over the massacres of Shiite and Tajik Sunni Muslims across parts of central and northern Afghanistan. Trapped with thousands of his Taliban fighters in northern Afghanistan under the American bombing campaign in 2001, he surrendered to the anti-Taliban Northern Alliance, along with the Taliban governor of Balkh province, Mullah Norullah Nuri, who was also released Saturday. 
The two other detainees, Abdul Haq Wasik, the Taliban's former deputy minister of intelligence, and Mohammed Nabi Omari, a former high-level Taliban security official, were both detained after reaching out to American officials after the invasion, officials said.